Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another action-packed body-slamming episode of 80s Wrestling Radio. This is Tommy Fierro, joined by my main man, Jumpin' Jay. Jay, what's going on, bro? Tommy, welcome back to 80s Wrestling Radio. It's been a great week, and we got a good topic of conversation tonight. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, yeah. We're talking 80s big men here tonight on 80s Wrestling Radio. Let's uh, give the phone number out right now. Anyone that's listening that wants to call in and talk 80s big man with us, who was your favorite, who you think was the best, let's talk about it tonight here on 80s Wrestling Radio. That call-in number, grab a pen real quick. It is area code 323-927-2953. Again, that's area code 323-927-2953. And uh, we'll be taking your calls live, talking 80s big men here on 80s Wrestling Radio. And, uh, Jay, who, who do you – right off the top of your head, if you're thinking 80s big men, who are you thinking on, on the top of your head is, is the greatest of all time? If, if I put a gun to your head and that's put you on the spot. Well, Tommy, I got a list right in front of me. But before I read the name of my number one spot, I got to ask you, how do you define a big man? Do you go by height, weight? Is it a status? Is it an aura? How do you define a big man in professional wrestling? Well, I mean, if I'm thinking 80s big man, I'm thinking, you know, Andre the Giant. I'm thinking Big John Studd. I'm thinking King Kong Bundy. I'm thinking Bam Bam Bigelow, Abdul the Butcher, Kamala, One Man Gang, the Big Boss Man, Earthquake, Typhoon. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be those guys, so they're big, 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 big guys. But even someone like uh, you know, someone like Hulk Hogan, I, I think, has to be considered a big man. Uh, someone like uh, Blackjack Mulligan. Uh, I mean, it, it, it varies depending on who you're thinking. But I mean, the guys that I mentioned off the top is, is who I'm thinking of as far as big men go. How about you? Listen, you named a bunch of people that are on my list. I, I think it's hard to set a height requirement. It's hard to set a weight requirement to classify a big man. But everybody on my list, the heights vary from six four to seven four. But everybody is over that 300-pound mark. Uh, the lightest guy on my list is right around 330. And so I think it's a combination of height and weight that define the big man. Wow. You, you, you've you done your homework. You've done your homework because I don't have the heights and the weights either uh, either one written down. But, I mean, it, it should be an interesting topic. I'm sure we can get some calls tonight. Uh, again, the call number is area code 323-927. 2953. Give us a call tonight and let us know uh, who's your favorite big man uh, in the history of 80s wrestling and who do you think is the best 80s wrestling superstar that was a big man? If, if, it's, I mean, if it's your favorite guy, it could be different than who you think the best guy was. But what do you say, Tommy? Do we have, uh, yeah, yes, sir. Tommy, the phone lines are lighting up and we have a very special caller calling in live right now, a special guest to talk to the big man. I'm going to let you answer this call. Go for it. You're live on the air, 80s Wrestling Radio. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? It's Peter Rosenberg. How are you? Hey, Peter, what's going on, man? How are you? Nothing much, man. I'm just uh, ex- excited at the opportunity to talk 80s big man. We're excited to talk to you, man. And uh, you, you, you've been seem to be the topic of conversation today on the uh, the old popular World Wide Web. Real, real quickly, let, let's let's let's. Uh, get something on the air right now because I was just on your uh, Twitter a little while ago and uh, of course the good old wrestling websites picked up that 
you are no longer on good terms with WWE and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole bunch of crap. You are on good terms with WWE, and, and people listen to the first minute of your podcast and then uh, care to listen to any more else on it. So since you're the big hot topic of conversation today, Peter, why don't you just address everyone let everyone know exactly what the deal is? Yeah, I, I just sort of felt, you know, I mean, I was, I was looking. We always treat the podcast. Pete, like it's sort of its own mini wrestling show, right? And it, and it follows a storyline kind of and has characters and a trajectory and like, so number one, I was looking for sort of new inspiration for the podcast because I haven't been that psyched about the product recently. And then number two, I mean, I just haven't been on TV at this point for a while. So when WrestleMania passed and I didn't work, it sort of seems disingenuous to not say anything to the to the audience that listens to the podcast. I, I truthfully wasn't really thinking about it getting picked up places because, frankly, they, we say a lot of stuff on our podcast that doesn't get picked up. So I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of that. Um, but um, so I basically just got a promo and said, you know, I haven't been there for months. Um, the last time I – spoke to Cole, it was kind of clear that I wasn't in the uh, immediate plans. And so I just saw that as an opportunity to be like, all right, well, if that's not something I'm doing, then I might as well handle the podcast differently. You know, just being realistic, you know, I'm not going to, again, be disingenuous and say that there's no difference between doing the podcast when you're working at least once a month for WWE and when you're not. So might as well let everyone know that that's not what's going on. And so they're going to get a different version of the podcast where I I can be a little bit more critical and kind of be the person I was when I started the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, the only annoying part about it is that like you can blatantly see which websites listened and which ones just read a headline from another place and then made up their own headline. Because when I saw the headline that was like, Peter Rosenberg no longer with WWE. I was like, well, that's not true. That conversation has never happened between me and WWE. I just said that the kickoff shows are not happening. And since it's not happening, I'm just moving forward in a different way. But um, no, I my relationship there has always been great. I get it. You know, listen, if you follow wrestling enough, there are people a lot more talented and a lot more important than me that don't get used. You know what I'm saying? So um, that happens pretty regularly in, in the wrestling business. And sure. at this point, enough, t- enough time has passed. that I was just like, well, not being used kind of, kind of time to start taking the gloves off a bit and talking about things the way I would, if I was a normal civilian. So it was something to ignite the podcast and ignite myself. Um, and I think it did that, but yeah, the, the, the stupid dirt sheet headlines where the people clearly didn't listen not surprising, but annoying. Sure. Hey, and, and I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay on this too long because uh, we are here to talk about '80s wrestling big men, and and I, I don't want to make like I had you on the show to to, to make headlines for this. But real, real briefly, I want to say is I'm from New Jersey, so I might be a little biased, and I watch you every day. Uh, so I think you're absolutely phenomenal, and I think that it was really weird that you weren't at WrestleMania because I know that you did promote the show a ton. Uh, in this market over the last, you know, a few months prior to WrestleMania. So I just want to say that I thought it was weird that you weren't there. And I think that you should definitely be there. I think you should definitely be there more than once a month. I know your schedule probably doesn't allow it because you're so busy all the time. But I just wanted to just, uh, just throw that out there. But uh, we, oh, we are here. Talking. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, yeah, listen, my schedule is a big part of the problems in the first place is that I just have a lot of commitments. And, so, sure, well, I so, understand does, so, so does Brock Lesnar, though. And I mean, they, they work on his schedule. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he, brings in a, he, he brings in a little bit more money. But I do agree with you that I bring, I'm a, I'm I bring a, a lot of guy, brother. I'm, I'm behind you here. You're big up this way, man. No, no. I, listen, I definitely, I definitely felt that uh, to not be able to find a slot for me in like like when I walked on the floor at WrestleMania, um, I came out and just kind of walked around for a bit. Like, you know, yeah, I'm over in New York when it comes to wrestling fans. I mean, I know there's a whole internet world of wrestling fans that hate me, but in New York, for real New Yorkers who love wrestling, 
I'm I'm probably the most outspoken fan in the market. So yeah, that that part was annoying and was and was uh, was disappointing. But like I said, the last two years of getting to do stuff was awesome. Um, if it happened again, um, if it was the right thing, I would do it. Um, I think the run of, of traveling and doing that part, it was amazing to get to see. I don't think it's a lifestyle for me. But um, I love the stuff I've done with the network, the bring to the table stuff, the 20, raw 25th anniversary special I did. I did, too. I did too. Yeah, like I, I had a ball. Like, honestly, I would love to do more stuff in Stanford and kind of – I have all kinds of show ideas that I would love to do. But I think being a little bit removed from it, has a lot of upside for my podcast. So for any of your listeners who've never listened to Chief Heat before, we do it every week, and yeah, we kind of have some a new, invigorated feel that I'm that I'm excited about. And, and I must say real quickly, we're gonna, we're going to move on to '80s wrestling big men right now. I'm about to say, man, I'm a huge fan when you talk New York Giants. Huge fan when you talk New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good luck hey, and Jay, God bless because it's things yeah. are weird for you guys. <laughs> Hey, Jay, why don't you hit him with some 80s wrestling big men while we have him on the air? Well, Peter, first of all, thanks for joining us on 80s Wrestling Radio. I know it's late out there on the East Coast, and I know you're a huge fan of wrestling, been a fan your whole life. Uh, you're also a fan of hip-hop, so I can, I can imagine Akeem, the African Dream, ranks high on your list. But who sticks out in your mind as one of the greatest big men of the decade? Man... There are so many. Um, it, it was such a time where big men were so pivotal and such a draw and such an attraction. Um, and probably, you know, without being this, kind of skipping past Andre because it so goes without saying, I, I think one guy who really didn't get enough credit we just lost, uh, Jersey's own King Kong Bundy. Um, mm. I, I, you know, King Kong Bundy was, a, the first wrestler that ever scared me, you know, that when I saw him, I was like, dude, Hulk Hogan cannot beat this guy. He's unstoppable. I thought he really was a terrifying figure. His look, the bald head, the black singlet, everything about him scared me. On top of that, the avalanche was a legitimate finisher that, like, there's no way. Like, if King Kong Bundy came back today, you couldn't picture anyone smaller than him ever getting up from an avalanche. Like, that would still work as a finish today. And, you know, then, and then when you added Bobby Heenan to it, um, Bundy's probably the first name that, that jumps to my mind. And underrated. He didn't have a huge move set, but underrated, fast, and athletic, too. That's a strong Peter, I, I couldn't agree. I can agree with you more. And, and and when you were just saying that, it brings me back to remember when Don Morocco and 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 Bundy double teamed Hogan and and he set him up with the Avalanche in the corner. I mean, something so simple like that back then in the eighties, like just meant so much. Like if you did that today, that guy would be up in one second. But like just Morocco holding Hogan by both of his hands and Bundy giving him that big splash in the corner it was like, it was like that was set up for WrestleMania too, man. Like that was so awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, big, and, and it led to Hogan having Bundy Hogan, Hogan had have the bandages. He had to have the bandages around his around his ribs, and it was all believable because of the way the Bundy character was built. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Yeah, I, I would say he was one of my favorites too. Uh, it, it, it stinks, uh, Peter. I actually had uh, I actually had Bundy booked for my '80s wrestling con uh, that happened back at the end of April and. Sadly, he passed away prior to that. Uh, I, I always, always question why he wasn't in the WWE Hall of Fame, especially this year with it being in New Jersey. And obviously, they, they pick who's going to be in there months prior to WrestleMania. So uh, I found it really, really weird that, that he is not in the Hall of Fame. He's a WrestleMania two main eventer. And uh, it, it was just in New Jersey this past year. In, in your opinion, why do you think – that Bundy's not in the Hall of Fame because I'm mind boggled by it. I don't understand why. Yeah, you know, listen. I know, I know. He's been he had been outspoken about certain things over the years, but like certainly not more than other people who have ended up in the Hall of Fame. Like I certainly, from anything that I've ever known, um, and you know, just heard in stories and and in shoot interviews, I had never heard 
what would have been the deal breaker as to why a guy who's so clearly a Hall of Famer, you know, would not be in. I, you know, when you look at people who've gone in over the last few years, whether it's Tory Wilson or, or Jeff Jarrett or a myriad of other people who you look at and you go, dude, those people are not as important. Bundy was such an important foe for Hogan. I just, that one, you know, I hope they get it right, but it's too bad it wasn't when he was around because he's absolutely, he's one of the most surefire Hall of Famers that's not currently in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And I don't mean to get off topic, uh, and I know you only have a couple of minutes yet to jet out, but real quickly, we're speaking about the Hall of Fame. Another one that boggles my mind, and Hockey Talkman and, and Deep Geek boggled my mind, but they, they both got in this year because I always thought Hockey was one of the, the biggest names of the 80s, and, and Deep Geek was one of the top baby faces of the 80s. They both got in, but a, 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 a team that hasn't gotten in yet that really boggled my mind is Demolition. What's your thoughts on them not in the Hall of Fame? You know, that, that they, they have to be soon. I, I Again, that would be another no-brainer. Um, multi-time, multi-time tag champs, um, just over like gangbusters. I no idea. They're they're certainly high on the list. Also, for people who would who would be in, who who are not. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And uh, I know you got to run, but real quickly, besides besides Bundy, who else? I mean, Andre. Obviously, for everyone, who else stands out to you as far as one of the, the best big men of the '80s? I mean, you know, when for me, I was a WWE kid, um, you know, more so than I was um, NWA uh, and Same other area. fans. So, like, so you know, you know, obviously, there are great names like uh, Brody and Abdullah the Butcher and. Um, a bunch of names that from all over the different territories that were super uh, important in their own way. Um, but when you look at WWE, um, to me, the other names that really pop in my head, I mean, you named one, um, Akeem was awesome in every iteration. So, so sneaky athletic um, in his own weird, just big guy way. Um, and then, you know, Two guys who I don't get, you know, maybe they don't get tossed into the category as big as Andre the Giant, but they're both absolute big men who I think were both phenomenal athletes, were uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and the Big Boss Man. Um, oh, God, yeah. Bo- both of them, um, I just love, you know, Boss Man had that swinging sidewalk slam. Um, of course, Bigelow came off the top rope with the headbutt. Um, scary, unique look. Um, obviously, both very late '80s, but both of them to me um, phenomenal. And then, and then when you really one thing that makes Boss Man I think really incredible um, is that when he came back for his latest run in the early 2000s, he was still good. I mean, the last time we saw him on WWE television, he—it's not like he was some shadow of himself. You know, that version of him, though different, was still damn good, you know, 13, 14 years after he debuted in, in WWE. So those sure. are two names that I that I always uh, always enjoyed and didn't think got their props either. Absolutely, man. I agree 100%. And I'll never forget Tom Hogan, superplex, big boss man off the top of the cage. I mean, that's a, that's a, a moment that we'll all remember for, forever, you know. Hey man, listen. I, I know I know that uh, you had a run. I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you calling in. We, we would love to have you back on the show again, man. I, mean, I could talk to you. I can already tell. I could talk to you for hours about about wrestling, especially <laughs> wrestling. And uh, hey, I appreciate you guys, you guys I appreciate you, know, you, you a, Whenever you guys uh, have a topic, you think that'll be good, just reach out. Um, this is, you know, these are the topics that bring me that bring me joy. So. I Bro, you're a wrestling and, you're, uh, you're a wrestling guru like us, man. We can have you on every week to talk the topic with. <laughs> I, I hey, appreciate man, you guys, and uh, thank yeah, you for appreciate you too. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Well, and one more time, uh, can you plug plug Pete's for anyone out there that doesn't listen right now? Where can they find it on on the uh, on the different social media platforms? 
Well, uh, Chief Heat, there are two ways to do it. You can either search on um, the iTunes app or whatever, or wherever you find the podcast. Um, I recommend iTunes or on the ESPN app when you go to their audio area and you go to uh, Top Podcast. It's uh, it's listed in the ESPN Top Podcast, and you can subscribe right there on the ESPN app also. So those are the two ways to listen, and uh, I, I appreciate the time, guys. All right, Peter. Thank you so much, Peter, man. We appreciate you. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the night. You too, brother. Thank you. Well, Tony, All right, there's Peter the Rosenberg from Hot 97. That's, listen, we're off to a great great uh, night already, and the lines are lighting up. we got a couple callers hanging on hold. Uh, the first one well, checking on. in, I believe it's from your neck of the woods, uh, Mommy Yankee, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. Hi, everybody. Hey, I know this is. Hey, that, that, this is my, my New York girls here. Yes, we're here checking up? in. Awesome. Happy birthday, Mommy Yankee. Thank you. Thank you very much. I heard you have Rosenberg on. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just signed off. I was going to get you guys on with him, but he had to he had to head out. So uh, he'll be on again. But uh, thank you for calling into the show. And uh, right now we're talking 80s wrestling big men. I know you two girls are, are, are diehard wrestling fans. And I'm interested in, in getting your uh, uh, opinions from a, from a woman's perspective. Who who were some of the guys in the 80s, big men guys, that impressed you ladies growing up? Oh, well, I heard you guys. You were already talking about big boss men. Well, I'm late 80s, so I just want to put that out there. So the ones I remember were big boss men. Um, um, oh, my God, did you speak about Earthquake yet? Yeah, we, we mentioned him briefly, but we really didn't get too much into him. Okay. My brother-in-law always talks about when he sat on Damien, and everybody oh, yeah. was traumatized because they thought he, you know, he killed, he squashed him. Sure, so sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Was a natural how, disaster. Was that, how about you, Jules? Uh, I'm more 90. late 90. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born yet. <laughs> That's okay. You can still uh, watch the WWE Network. So, uh, Mommy Yankee, today's your birthday. Happy birthday again. And uh, and I guess now would be a good time because you, you two ladies were at the last 80s Wrestling Con, and I was going to bring this up in a little bit, but I guess I can bring it up now, is uh, 80s Wrestling Con 2 takes place on Saturday, October the 26th, and I play America in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, tickets will go on sale in the next few weeks. Uh, I know a lot of people have been emailing us and and uh, DMing us and inboxing us and asking us when tickets are going to go on sale. They're going to actually go on sale in a couple weeks. And uh, 80s Wrestling Con 2, again, takes place on Saturday, October 26th. And already signed to appear is the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, with the Virgil. Awesome. Hey, girls, feel free to chime in on everyone if you want. Who my favorite? Oh, my God. I uh, got so many DMs, and people were asking me about the 80s wrestling. They were so sad and upset that they couldn't make it. And, of course, because I always overpost everything in every detail, so they really got to see what they were missing. So everybody thought it was awesome how the setup was and the Q&As. and um awesome. The figure four contest, everybody thought I was amazing, and the Coco Beware singing, and the Glow Girls. So I think the second yeah, it was, one it was even re- better. It, it, was, it was really cool. I appreciate you girls coming. Oh, Actually, I had an amazing time. Everybody two was girls uh, just perfect. You, well, you guys are going to be uh, a part of the staff the next event, so make sure you get the word out about that to all your friends and family as well. You're going to be uh, you're going to be on the inside looking out this time. Uh, you're not going to spend Oh, I can't working. wait. <laughs> the event as as uh, as uh, part of the team, so it's gonna be really cool. And I appreciate you guys calling in. Like I said, the million dollar man Teddy DiBiase, where Virgil's gonna be there. Uh, the former WWF World Heavyweight Champion Bob Backlund will be there, along oh, with awesome. uh, Sergeant Slaughter, another former WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Demolition, Action Smash. We just talked about them with Peter oh, Rosenberg. Oh, those two I'm excited to see. I'm excited for them I too. Met All them the yet. shows. That all the shows I've run throughout the years, I've never had them on, on, on one of my events. So I'm, I'm really excited to have them. They're actually my favorite tag team ever growing up as a kid. Uh, and, and I've been uh, going to a lot of meet and greets, even locally. 
and they haven't been on. I've seen you yeah. know everybody else but them, so I'm definitely going to spread the word, and there's a lot of people awesome. who are dying to meet them. Nice. And uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who was just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame uh, this past year, he'll be there as well. And uh, we're working nice on se- several other surprises as well. One, one surprise that we haven't mentioned yet that we've just signed uh, over the last couple of days will be B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel, the Killer Bees. They will be appearing oh, at 80s Wrestling Con as well. And uh, we're, we're working on many more. So tickets will go on sale in the upcoming few weeks. Uh, we're going to have more information on on our Instagram page, at 80s Wrestling, and uh, the website, 80swrestlingcon.com. We'll be updated in the next couple weeks once we have more information available. But uh, tickets will go on sale in the next couple weeks. And uh, you can see Mama Yankee and uh, my girl Jules there. They'll be working the show. We can't wait. We, we can't, can't wait. wait. Even though I'm gonna work, can I bring my fanny pack with my pins? You bet. You you limit. You can't work this show unless you bring your fanny pack. All right, that gets a bigger pop than I. Yes, yeah, I, I want. Love I, I'm, 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 I'm booking your fanny pack to work the event, not you. So make sure the fanny pack. There we there. go. <laughs> I think I have Girl, to make its own for... own separate Instagram account. Things getting out of yeah. control. Absolutely. I'll, 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 if, you, if you do, I'll, I'll post something for everyone to follow the fanny pack on Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. Can't wait. So excited. Girls, thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Have a great night, guys. Good you night. too. Happy birthday. Everybody buy those tickets. Have a good night. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. You too. Take care. Jay, the phone line's still laying up over there. The phone lines are lighting up. we got callers on hold. This next one uh, is not a first-time caller. Uh, one of our favorites here on 80s Wrestling Radio. Hello, you're live on the air with Tommy and Jay on 80s Wrestling Radio. Hello, Tommy. What's going on, man? Big V here. Hey, Vito. What's going on, bro? Nothing. You know, this J-Bo you got working the phone, he's horrible. Again, he goes, hey, you're on Long Talk Radio, so I do my whole spiel. Then he says, oh, you're not on yet. Like, you don't know my number. Like, I'm some J-Bo who i never been nowhere, never done nothing. You know, he talks to me like I'm some idiot. You know, I'm here to chime in and give some good vibes on the show. And this guy just like, he, he don't know he don't know his role. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking 80s wrestling big men tonight here on 80s Wrestling Radio. And I, I know, Vito, that you've had the opportunity to wrestle uh, many of them in, in the past. And we mentioned a bunch earlier in the show. Uh, at the top, at the top of your head, who stands out as some of the the best big man '80s workers or the biggest name '80s workers, big men, uh, at the top of your head? Well, I mean, just from what I just heard. Now, if everybody doesn't know, this is Big Vito from the WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA. You know, world-renowned wrestler. He's wrestled all around the world. He's fought all the greats. Now, you mentioned Sergeant Slaughter. Talking about a young Skull Von Crush wrestling a uh, Sergeant Slaughter just as he's getting out of WWE. You know, great big man, good worker, right? Talk, you guys remember, you know, Skull Von Crush wrestling the big boss man on uh, Superstars. You talk about, um, well, I wrestled Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, in WCW, where I actually suplexed Bam Bam, another great, great athlete, you know, and he's from the Jersey area, so he's a homeboy. And, um, you know, I would like to know the other guys you mentioned as big men. So this way I can get uh, Bill Eady, Demolition, Legion of Doom. You know, you're talking about these guys when they were larger in life, and I was just starting out, and I wasn't as big as these guys. I was still big, but these guys were monsters in the ring. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I was I was going to say, uh, Vito, I mean, for you, I mean, you're a lot bigger than guys are today that are like the main event guys in WWE. So, I mean, so for you to be a small guy next to these big guys, and I've said this on the show a million times before, like if Big Boss Man or Earthquake or Tugboat or, or one of these guys were in, in a supermarket, you know, waiting to check out, if you didn't know they were a wrestler, you would think they're somebody like – Back then, that's what was so different about wrestling than it is now. Like, 
everybody was a character. Everyone was larger in life. That, 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 that's what you just said. That's what brought larger life to my head. Um, do you think that's what's missing in, in, in wrestling that is in 2019? Totally, that is what is definitely missing. Now, you remember, guys, remember when you're talking about in the 80s to 90s, those guys were transitioning into the 90s, right? I not only watched those wrestlers, I wrestled those wrestlers. So you talk about the 90s and 80s big men, right? Now you're talking about me standing toe-to-toe with Tugboat on a Monday Night Raw from the Manhattan Center. You know, and you talk about these guys being bigger than life, characters. Skull Von Crush was a character. You could recognize him. You knew he was on TV, a tugboat, a boss man. They just stood out. And S.D. Jones was a big man. After the Samoan, the Wild Samoans, talk about the Moondogs. Talk about, you know, uh, Akeem. You talk about um, Akem Patera. You talk about Big John Studd, Andre the Giant. You know, King Kong Bundy, you know, I'm talking about guys who are larger than life, just not only in size, but in personality, and they didn't have to flex their muscles. Today's wrestlers, I I don't care for today's product because there's nobody there who stands out. I just made a comment on my show from Getting Color, and I talked about how last week Brock Lesnar, who was the most believable character they have, came out dancing like a fool and I bear, and I said it on my show because you ruin your credibility and then tonight for some reason, they must have listened because he gave an ass kicking of a lifetime where he bloodied the kids back I mean, he was more serious than I've ever seen him be serious in, in a long time and I was glad because he's believable he's the only credible, believable big man they have that they haven't ruined yet I mean, what do you think, Tom? I I, I agree with you 100%, Vito, 100%. And uh, we, the phone lines are lighting up. i got to get down the calls. But before I do that, I just want to ask you one more question while I still have you on. Now, back then you were first breaking into the business, and you know you were going to TVs and, and working the big boss man and, and, and just being in the locker room with all these larger-than-life characters. But then you also had the opportunity to, to work for WWE in the 2000s, uh, as a regular employee, and you know, obviously the landscape had changed dramatically. What was the difference uh, that you saw from from when you first broke in with all these large in life characters to when you were a regular performer? What was the dynamic change there? The dynamic change was is that they still followed the code, so there wasn't that much of a change because you still had Undertaker, you had Shawn Michaels, you had Bob Holly. You had Lakefield. You still had the guys from the Attitude Era who were still coming from the 90s to the 2000s. So in that locker room where they had men, remember people, I'm saying men still patrolling the area and still, you know, carrying the reins. It's not like today. So the transition when I finally got there, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. It was the same regime. You picked up after yourself. You respected the code. You respected the locker room. You respected the dressing room, you know, and they they held you to it. I don't know what it's like now, but when you look at wrestling today, people, it, it's not the same. It doesn't hold your interest unless there's something great. Like tonight's, for instance, they had The Undertaker on. They mentioned Goldberg. They had Brock Lesnar on. The rest of the stuff, an arm wrestling match with Strowman, and Bobby Lashley, eh, we've already seen it a thousand times, right? You saw Baron Corman come out. He did his thing. I think the most ridiculous thing on TV is that 24-7 belt that they have. I think it's garbage. I think it hurts the product. It makes a bunch of grown men look like a bunch of kids chasing a candy bar in the store. I don't know what you think about it, Tommy, but if I was WWE, I would have made it a TV title. That was defended on NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea, and uh, I, I appreciate you calling in, Vito. And uh, we, the, the phone lines have a couple people on hold, but real quickly, can you can you promote your uh, your podcast so people can know where? Because you have you know obviously you have a great mind for the business and great views of the business. Where can people listen to your podcast and and and, and follow you, guys? If you want to go to the Big Vito Brand. Okay, TheBigVitoBrand.com. I'm on Twitter at TheBigVitoBrand. We're going Facebook at BigVitoLagrasso. You can check us out at uh, 
Harlow, Inc. Check us out there. Guys, we're all over the place getting color on Mondays. It's the, one of the best shows you're ever going to see. Also, catch us on the uh, on the Realm Network with the Russo brand. I'll also do a show there with Noel Harlow, and um, it's wrestling history. Thank you very much for having me on, Tom. I always appreciate it. And you know what I'm saying. Let us pray. Let us pray. Hey, Vito, real quickly before you go, I, I, I love you in that golf, that golf outfit, by the way, brother. Did I look gangster? <laughs> I, I forgot to press love on it, but I will when I get off the air. Do you want to know what happened? It was the greatest thing, Tommy, okay? I'm tanking balls. I'm hitting balls. And then I fouled one off, and I actually hit a guy next to me, like 10 feet. And I had to run over and apologize. Hey, man, I'm sorry I hit you with the ball. Right? He goes, ah, I know you knew. I said, yeah, you know, I'm just starting out. So I turned away. I looked at my wife and said, yeah, the guy deserved it. Who was he to freaking putt next to me? So then I walked away. <laughs> we got it on tape, too. It's the funniest thing. Awesome. Hey, Vito, thanks for calling in, man. And, and everyone, follow Vito on social media and, and, and check out his podcast. It's really good. Vito, thank you so much for calling, man. Later, big man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Hey, hey, Jay. I feel like I'm doing all the talking tonight, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little breather, and uh, I'm gonna let you take over. And I know the phone lines are lighting up. There's several people on hold, and uh, I'm gonna let you take over. If uh, I need to chime in, I will. Listen, man. I've been answering calls left and right. We got lots of people hanging on the line. I've been doing plenty of talking just off the air. Uh, right now, we got caller on line number one, Mitchell. Mitchell, welcome to '80s Wrestling Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Mitchell, we're doing fantastic. Thank you so much for listening and for calling in. The topic tonight is the greatest big men of the 1980s. What say you? Uh, I love this. I love this topic. I love it. Um, well, let me ask you this, Mitchell. What what defines a big man for you? You, well, you mean as far as like what, like weight or height? Yeah. What do you look for? What do you what classifies a guy as a big man in your book? I mean, they have to, you know, same thing that, you know, you guys were saying before, or Tommy was saying, um, basically, like, it, they have to stand out, you know, like, and, and I agree 100%, like, this, you almost got that cookie-cutter mentality these days, you know, back in the 80s, like, yeah, it was, like, the gimmick wrestlers and stuff like that, but I think that was, like, a big part of, uh, of the big men, too, you know, it was, like, I mean, aside from, like, Giant Gonzalez, <laughs> with the body suit, you know. I mean, he was still impressive to look at, um, you know, but, yeah, he, the talent wasn't there. But, he, again, he was a big man, but, you know, not anywhere near, uh, you know, the greatest big man of, the, uh, you know, the 80s or the 90s, I guess. But we're sticking with the 80s, right? I um, I got to say, man, like from the 80s, you know, of course you, you got Andre, you know, but I think when you say big man, you know, like I, I feel like Andre was almost in like a class of his own. So, like, if I had to pick, you know, a big man, you know, obviously it would be Andre. So I kind of, I kind of can't keep him in the, uh, in the roster, you know. Um, you're, you're 100 right, Mitchell. He's, he's in a category all of his own. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, he, I'll tell you yeah. what, Mitch. I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. And, and by the way, Jay, I'm sorry. It's another, uh, another caller that I know. He's actually one of the vendors for. Uh, 80s Wrestling Con, which we were just promoting. The next one is going to be October 26th. And uh, Mitch, I know that you're looking forward to that. Tell, <laughs> real quickly, you, before we get back, before I we get you back what, to Tommy, 80s, big the callers are lighting up. I'm going to screen another call off the air while you finish up with Mitchell here. Sure, sure. Hey, Mitch. Uh, what's good talking quickly, to you, brother? Why you, Mitch, real quickly, right, what's good talking tell to all, all the listeners about your. Uh, your business and, and how they can follow you on, on social media. Anyone out there that's a, a toy collector or a wrestling uh, memorabilia collector, you should definitely uh, listen to what Mitch is about to say right now. He has really, really awesome stuff, and uh, he was one of the, the best vendors that we had at 80s Wrestling Con. So, Mitch, uh, uh, let them know wh- where they can find your stuff on Instagram, on your website, and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Tommy. Um yeah, basically we do most of our sales um, on Instagram, and it's Hastel Toy, H-A-S-T-T-E-L, uh, Toy, uh, on Instagram, and uh, we have website HasselToy.com, and uh, like you said, you know we're at the conventions, and you know uh, I try to run uh, a tight ship. You know we're we're actually a legitimate business, uh, you know, and I try to do the right thing by everybody. We always offer free shipping uh, in the U.S. Um, and we ship worldwide. So if you're listening from 
you know, somewhere else, uh, we'll, we'll definitely send overseas. I know some people are uh, are a little shy about that. They don't like to send stuff outside the U.S., but we do it. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah we, 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 have definitely have, we definitely have listeners all uh, all throughout the world. And uh, yeah. real quickly, I want to say, I, I had I had Mitch in uh, one of the key locations at the, the last convention uh, last month. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm I'm a big, 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 like, I feel like sometimes I'm sitting at home and, like, I see my wife goes to sleep early and the baby goes to sleep early. Like, I'll just go on eBay and I'll just, like, look at stuff and, like, water from the mouth and stuff. So when I when I pass <laughs> Mitch's table, as busy, as busy as I was, every time I passed Mitch's table at my convention, I was just, like, watering from the mouth. Like, I want this, 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 and this, and that, too. Uh, he has some really awesome stuff. He has stuff from the 80s, from the 90s, from the 2000s, the current I mean, he, he just like it's it's he had like a smorgasbord of, of wrestling merchandise, and uh, I definitely definitely highly 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 I couldn't say enough good things about him. So if if uh, one one time again real quick, we have a couple callers on hold, but uh, if someone wants to grab a pen real quick and just write down your social media account and your website again, just give it to them now so they can write that down and follow you or go to your website. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's Pastel Toy. Uh, so it's H-A-S-T-T-E-L Toy on Instagram. Uh, we do live claim sales. We're going to be doing one, like, probably midweek this week. And, you know, we do LJNs, Hasbros, and, like you said, all different kinds of stuff, lunch boxes. I like to uh, I like to do obscure stuff, like those those pennants that they have and cups and, you know, all different kind of retro stuff. I even, you know, some of the conventions you saw, I brought, like, life-size stand-ups and stuff. So I just try to keep it fresh, and I try to... You know, I try to do the right thing by everybody. We always try to get the best deals and stuff too. So, and, and I always try to keep the stock like top notch. Like I try not to sell, you know, junk stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, and I appreciate your compliment. It really means a lot. And you know, I had a great time at your show, man. And you know, it was just a pleasure to be there. I mean, even Jake the Snake came over like before we opened the doors. And, uh, I saw you know, that. He, uh, I saw that. Hanging out with me and stuff. So I, you know, I'm, you're a class act, bro. You know, and I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to the next show. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, the you know, next one's gonna be a big one, man. It's gonna be a big one. Tickets are going sale in a couple of weeks for it, actually. So uh, you can right. definitely see Mitch and all his uh, wrestling memorabilia there, October the 26th. Mitch, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Yes, sir, man. I'm going. Hey, Jay, who do we have on hold? Tom, Tommy, on line number two, we have Matt joining us. Matt, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're live on the air. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. This is Matt Compatella. Shout out to uh, Mitch from Hastel Toy, Vito LaGrasso, and Pete Rosenberg. And I understand tonight it's all about the big men of the 80s. That is correct. uh, That's the topic at hand. Well, personally, I mean, two of my, probably my two absolute favorites, and they did have a match on a WWE card, were the Big Boss Man and Bam Bam Bigelow. I guess my question, and uh, just a peak curiosity here, could certain other men who maybe aren't recognized per se as big men qualify? And the guys I'm thinking of are like the Axe from Demolition, Jim the Anvil Nightheart especially. Those guys that maybe weren't, you know, they were probably a little bit shorter, full short of the six-foot-four mark, but certainly over that 280, 290-pound mark. And the Anvil especially, certainly very agile, could certainly pull those drop kicks and everything. Would you consider Jim Neidhart to be a big man from the eighties? Hey, Jay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you answer this, but really quickly I just wanna I wanna chime in. First of all, Matt, uh I love your voice. So either you're a big Thank man you. yourself or you, you have a radio voice because <laughs> it sounds I get great. that a lot. I'm actually an announcer. I, I can tell. I knew I knew it. I knew it. Um real quickly I want I want Jay to take over this one, but I wanna say is pretty much I want to like uh, spin off of what I said earlier is back in the day man like if, like I said if King, and I say this a lot in the radio show but I, I, and I mean it like if King Kong's Bundy or Kamala or the one man gang or Bam Bam Bigelow were standing out line in a supermarket if you didn't know they were a wrestler you knew they were somebody they were larger than life characters and figures whereas today if Seth Rollins was standing on line or Daniel Bryan was standing on line or it, you know if I don't mean to pinpoint anyone, but I mean, it just you wouldn't know who they were if you weren't a WWE fan. I think that's so so much the difference between the 80s and now is where Axe or Smash or Jim Nightheart, like you said, 
they are larger than life characters, even though they're not six foot five and four hundred pounds. Just their, their persona was, and uh, I just wanted to chime in with that. But Jay, I'll let you take that question over. Sorry, Tommy. I was I was screening another call, and I came back to to dead air. Did you ask me a question? Yeah, about, uh, would you consider not what? part of Big Man or Acts of Demolition or, for that matter, even Hacksaw Duggan, 6'3", 290 pounds? You know, would they be considered 80s Big Man? I know you have your Andre and Gang and Bundy and the Big Boss Man and even Vader, but, you know, just to broaden it, put a, get a little outside the box, who else would be considered a Big Man in the 80s? Well, listen, Matt, the names that you brought up, while they certainly stature-wise fall a little bit short of the typical big man, they were known as powerhouses. Those guys, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Axe from Demolition, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, they were thick, solid guys. Definitely big when it comes to powerhouse size. And I think the title big man, I think it all depends on your point of view. I think you could definitely classify people under that six foot four mark as being a big man, especially if their persona or their character was large and in charge. Hey, hey, Jay, I, I agree with you. And real quick, Matt, can you turn down the, your volume on that a little bit, just because we get some feedback on that? But I want to keep you on that. Sure, sure. Topic. Is this any better now? Yeah, much better. Uh, Jay, I know that Jay is actually a producer of the show, so he, if he was on hold before, it's because the phone lines are lighting up tonight, and he has to keep looking over and, and, and taking calls. Mm-hmm. And Jay, I appreciate you very much for doing that. Um, well, appreciate Jay, you, what I said, What I said to him real quick was, and I know you were on the other line with another call, so you didn't hear it, is I keep going back to the same thing I talk about all the time, almost every week, and you're probably tired of me saying this all the time, Jay. But if, like, one of these guys were standing in the supermarket, like a Bundy or a, or a Abdul the Butcher or Kamal or a one-man gang, if you didn't know they were wrestling, you think they're, you know they're somebody. Whereas today, you know, the top guys, uh, they just look like regular, average, everyday Joe Schmoes. So if you weren't a, a massive WWE fan, you wouldn't know who Daniel Bryan was if you were standing in line at Walmart. Or you wouldn't know who a Dean Ambrose was if you weren't standing in line in, in, in a supermarket. So I'm just saying that I think that's the difference. So when he said Jim Nightheart or Demolition or some of these other guys, yeah, I, 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 would, I would consider them big men compared to today's era, but they were larger than life. Everyone from the 80s, and we've talked about this many times in the show in the past, were larger than life characters. It was just a different era then. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you think, Matt, as far as who was the biggest star I've got to, you know, I'll put a gun in your head to give me one guy who was the biggest big man in the history of the 80s. Who would you say? Uh, I mean, besides Andre, I would probably, the first one that comes to mind, honestly, would probably be John Studd, actually. That's a great pick. Nice. That's a great and, pick. And I, I, and I, I try I try and... And I'm, I'm glad that you said besides Andre, because everyone's going to say Andre, so I'm glad you said besides Andre. And anyone else that calls it tonight, let's say besides Andre, because he was the eighth one of the world. He was, he was the biggest big man star ever. So let's let's not uh, let's not just say him. Let's go with other guys. But that's an interesting name, uh, John Studd, and he's someone that stands out to me, too, as one of the best big men ever. And uh, listen, man, we appreciate you calling in, and we'd love to have you call back. You're a really good caller and very educated from the Eden's wrestling business. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Hey, hey, man. Before before we we bring another guy, Hillbilly Jim. Absolutely. Absolutely, big man. Hey, Matt, before we let you go, can you do me a a favor? Sure. In in that sweet, velvety, silky radio voice of yours, can you say 80s wrestling radio? This is 80s wrestling radio. Hey, one second. Don't don't leave don't, don't leave yet, Matt. You said you were an announcer. What do you announce for? I am an independent contractor, no puns intended, but I've announced for boxing, kickboxing, MMA this past weekend in New York. I did uh, show, uh two different shows. The cards were a combination of kickboxing and MMA each of them. I did one on Saturday in White Plains, one on Sunday in Nassau County, New York. Nice. Do you do you follow us on Instagram? Yes, I do. Send me send me a DM. I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to you. You got it, gentlemen. You got it. Have a good one. 
Thank you, Matt. You too. Thank you so much. Good night. Jay, man, that guy's got a voice. Very popular episode tonight. Yeah, that is, that's a better voice than yours, brother. And I, I'm a Tom, big Tommy, I'm telling you, that guy's that guy's got something. Listen, we've never we've had some big time guests on this show. We've never had this many callers. Like it's a popular it's, it's not, a popular topic, man. It's nonstop. People love '80s wrestling and they love the topic of big men. And right now, uh, we just got off the airway with Matt, and we're bringing on another Matt. Matt, welcome to '80s Wrestling Radio. You're live with Tommy and Jay. What's up, fellas? How are you? Hey, Matt, where, where are you calling from? Uh, hey, Tommy, this is actually Matt with uh, Squared Circle Classics. I'm calling from Portland. Hey, man, this is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, good, good. Hey, Wonderful. let's talk 80s Let's talk 80s wrestling uh, big men. But first, uh, like I just mentioned, um, Matt has one of my favorite Instagram accounts. And... Uh, I think that everyone that follows us should definitely be following him. Uh, he posts awesome pictures each and every day, and he's a really good guy. And uh, real quickly, Matt, before we talk about 80s wrestling big men, tell them how they can find you on Instagram. And I know it's a couple underscores, so make sure that anyone out there listening right now grabs a pen real quick and writes this address down because if uh, you enjoy following us on, on, on Instagram, 80s Wrestling, you'll definitely enjoy following him as well because he posts awesome stuff, real cool guy. Uh, so let them know, Matt, where they can find you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, Tommy, I appreciate all the, the kind words, man. I appreciate it. And obviously, you know, trying to work with you a little bit on helping promote your wrestling con, which um, hopefully end up being a, a huge success for you. But uh yeah, my page, uh, it's uh, at Squared Circle Classics, but it's squared underscore circle underscore classics. Um, so, yeah, probably uh, pretty easy to plug in and, and, yeah, uh, I would, and find I would, me. I would, still, I would steal some of those pictures, but you follow us, so I don't want to uh, uh, be mad at me for <laughs> taking your pictures from you. <laughs> if you didn't follow us, I'd steal some of those pictures myself. He posts really cool stuff, so uh, definitely yeah. uh, check him out. Uh, Matt, we're talking 80s wrestling big men here this week on 80s Wrestling Radio. Uh, we've talked about a slew of different guys from Andre the Giant, who is the obvious choice. Uh, Bundy and Stud, a lot of people are talking about them tonight. Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, who I'm a little biased because I'm a, I'm a Jersey guy. And he came from Jersey. Uh, Duel the Butcher, Kamala, One Man Gang, the big boss man. I was always a huge boss man fan. Uh, Earthquake Typhoon, a, a slew of other guys. Uh, who stands out besides Andre? Because Andre is the obvious choice as is the best big man of uh, the '80s. Yeah, personally for me, it's it's Bundy. Um, you know, I actually put up a post earlier this week talking about you know what was Hogan's best monster heel feud um, aside from Andre. You know, with all the other guys that they would line up for him to to mow down and and draw big money with, and and for me, I always felt like Bundy Bundy was the quintessential big man because for his size man that guy could bump and and work and it was unbelievable you know and one of the things that fascinated me about him throughout his career was that like you know he got out of the he got out of wrestling I think around like sometime in mid to late 88 and he went into acting and thought like you know that was where it was going to go because then it kind of dovetailed into um married with children and and uh you know doing a few movies here and there but you know, he comes back, I want to say it was like in 94, and, uh, you know, got on with uh, DiBiase and the Million Dollar Corporation. And if you look at him, like really, like six years had gone by, and he looked exactly the same, could work exactly the same. Like you'd expect a guy that was that huge to have that kind of layoff between wrestling, you know, to like he'd probably be in pretty bad shape at that size. You know, he either had to like gain more weight and got even worse physically or even maybe even lost a little bit of weight and didn't look the same, but he'd be six years older on that giant frame. You'd think he'd slow down and he gets back. I mean, there's a, like a Monday night raw match. I want to say like a 95 with him and Shawn Michaels. It goes like 10 minutes and dude, he's killing it in and out of the ring bumps everywhere. And um, they both make each other look awesome. And it just blows my mind. So I think the guy was, like just kind of a physical specimen for being such an interesting shape, but man, he held his athleticism and his strength so well. And, and then when it comes to the mic, I mean, 
one of the most underrated guys in history on the mic. I mean, he was – you go back to his stuff even before WWF, you know, back in his Mid-South, the Georgia days, and feud he had like with the, uh, with the Road Warriors. I mean, the guy just tears people a new ass on the mic, and it's fantastic. And I pulled up various uh, – and posted some different clips of him and some of, his, some of his promos. And, yeah, man, so sorry for the long-winded answer, but like, it's like the one – I saw you guys post this, and like I've always been passionate about like when talking about the big guys Bundy deserves all the respect and it's an absolute sham that he's not in all fame hey Jay I, I gotta say real quick Matt stand, stand, stand the line um, first of all I can listen to Matt talk wrestling all day here I mean I'm just <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that you weren't gonna stop man I'm, really, I'm just like sitting here uh, just <laughs> enjoying you talking about wrestling and I know that Jay is too Jay I think we have a new favorite caller, man. This guy really knows his stuff, and uh, I, I love, love, love it. I can listen to all night. I not even talk, dude. I, I would just stay on mute and just listen to wrestling fans talk all night about wrestling, especially something like eighties wrestling and a, a topic like this. Jay, why don't you pick his brain a little bit? Well, I know we only have a couple minutes left to go, but uh, I, he just seems like he really knows his stuff, and I know he does because I, I I follow him on Instagram, and he does. Um, well, let's, let's get a little bit more out of this guy. Listen, Matt, that was an elegant answer, my friend. That was beautifully done. Thank you for uh, for sharing your thoughts on King Kong Bundy. You know, Tommy likes to talk about the difference between wrestlers from the 80s to wrestlers today, how they look, how you know that they're larger than life, how you can just tell by looking at them that there's something special. I think another thing that we're missing today that we had in the 80s is that body style that look of a king kong bundy Mm -hmm. if you're a guy who looks like king kong bundy and you're trying to break into wrestling today you're gonna have a harder time matt do you think that we're potentially missing out on some great heels like a king kong bundy because we're kind of we're stereotyping now that wrestlers either have to be average athletic looking dudes or muscular dudes. We really don't have that body type anymore. Do you have any thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I think at, at the, my, my first thought would be, you know, you look at how the wrestling product, uh, the in-ring work, I think has evolved over the years. Um, you know, it's, it's a million miles per hour now versus like what it was back in the eighties. Um, you know, the work was, was very, very slow. You know, I go back and watch some like old Madison square garden videos in the mid eighties, you know, and like, they'd be putting on 20 minute long matches with like Tony Garia versus Ivan Putsky. And it would go like 22, 23 minutes because the action was so slow. And I think, you know, back then that's going to bode well for, for a big guy like that to be able to not have to work as hard and, and, and be more like, a presence and his character being the storyteller and then it being about bigger, tighter impact moves like avalanche, you know, you know, things like that where nowadays the pace, you know, and I think like the Japanese wrestling and, and a lot of the Mexican wrestling has really in some of the Indies really pushed the, that new high flying style. So I think for one, you've got kind of a overall change of how the in-ring product looks. Um, and it doesn't really gravitate towards that, but I'm with you. Like, first of all, I think I, I could talk for hours on this, but they need to go back to some of the stuff that made them extremely popular in the eighties and the nineties and start picking and borrowing from that. And I think bringing in some big guys, some heavyweights and, and feature more kind of power matches. I mean, I think it's kind of dying out now because you got like big show pretty much on his last leg. And um, you know, Braun Strowman's an interesting character, but they need more. They need they need at least, you know, a handful of guys that are probably like Hey man, not, not, to cut, not, not to cut you off Matt. Not to cut yeah. you off Matt. I don't want to let you know real quickly. You just said Braun Strowman's an interesting character and he is. But they don't know what the hell to do with him. And they don't know what the hell to do with right. anyone. And I don't wanna I don't wanna stick current on WWE because this is an eighties wrestling radio show, but uh um, that struck a nerve when you said that because he, he a year ago he could have been the guy in WWE and uh, through the crappy booking that he he's not like he lost to he lost to Brock Lesnar three times in a row which totally killed any momentum he possibly had uh, I, you know I don't want to get into it but I just wanted to say that yeah yeah and I mean totally 
Um, I mean, that's that's a whole other subject. But I think um, I, I'd love to see uh, some big dudes back. I mean, even guys that could be like a, a Sid, you know, or uh, um, hell, just even Kevin Nash, a Diesel, guys that are like six ten, you know, that uh, that can move around and, and be athletic, and um, they they could definitely use those. But I mean, for the, I think nowadays too, it's the personalities are lacking. You know, Bundy was such a unique personality. Andre was such a unique personality. These big guys, um, Kamala, even though he didn't really talk, but I mean, he 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 played that gimmick so convincing and so well that you're entertained by it. And you know, I think with the big guys, you kind of need to look at doing you know some some I don't know like a modern take, I guess, on kind of an older kind of gimmick, you know, and and kind of slowly build up kayfabe a little bit again so it's fun for people to have that suspension of disbelief you know since they've pretty much gone away from all of it and try to make it be scripted and reality based i think big guys if they've got a personality like you know luckily they let big show kind of showcase that you know throughout uh his uh his run in his prime way back in the day but you need more of that i think that's really what what wrestling is is missing is is just overall characters and personalities and the big guys can definitely do that. Hey, Matt, if, if I ever lose my voice uh, on a future episode of Indies Wrestling Radio, I'm just going to have you cover for me because everything you're saying, uh, I agree with uh, wholeheartedly, 100%. And uh, we're out of time. i got to run. But real quickly, uh, just plug your Instagram page again for anyone out there listening that uh, can follow you on Instagram. He does a great, great page. One of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Uh, one more time, and Matt, you better call next week, dude, because we'd like talking to you. <laughs> okay. Hey, Tommy, again, uh, and was it Jay? Uh, thank you right. uh, again for the time. Appreciate it, and again, all the kind words, and I think it's awesome all the stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, uh, my page is um, at squared underscore circle underscore classics, at squared circle classics. So thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Matt, thank you so much, man. All right. Take care. You know, I, I like the idea of top. I like the idea of topic episodes, Jay. I think it really struck a chord with a lot of people tonight. What do you think, dude? The the phone lines were lighting up. I don't think there was a minute that went by that a caller wasn't popping in that I had to check in on. People love talking about topics when it comes to '80s wrestling, and you picked a good one tonight, Tommy. The big man. We didn't even really talk about. A number of guys I could have certainly made the list, but I love that the callers each have their personal favorite, and they're willing to back it up with facts and opinions. A fun episode for sure, Tommy. You know, you know what's funny? Me and you didn't even get the opportunity to, to say who our favorite big men were because uh, we were taking call from from Peter Rosenberg from the beginning, and then right when he got off, people just called in nonstop for the rest of the show. We never got to say who our favorite guys were, and I know that we're over. Uh, we're we're over right now, but just give me one more minute, real quick, and uh, let let's pick our favorite big man uh, from the '80s, Andre excluded. And, uh, Andre uh, excluded. Saying that, but it's true. He's, ex- he's excluded. Tommy, who's your who's your uh, favorite? Who's your who's your number one behind Andre? I'm going with uh, someone that uh, several people went with in this episode. I'm going to go with King Kong Bundy. I, I had a feeling you were going to do that, man. I know you're a Bundy fan and, and well-deserved. He's one of the one of the greatest big men in the history of the business. Who are you going with? Listen, I, I made my list before the show. I was doing my show prep. I went through my notes. I was trying to pick a favorite, and I couldn't do it. I have two guys that are just neck and neck for my number one spot. It's too close to call. Uh, I'll get you to weigh in on it. My two guys, the one-man gang and Akeem. I can't pick a winner. Well, they're they're one they're one and the same. <laughs> you got that right, man. I love the one man game. You know, uh, yeah, I thought he was he a was big good. bad villain, and then the way he embraced that crazy odd character change, but he embraced it and he went with it. And so I love the one man game. Absolutely, absolutely, and and Big Boss Man's another one. He's behind uh, he's behind Bundy as is one of my favorite big men of all time, and he can. He can work. He can work, work, work. Absolutely. And his his gimmick with the nightstick and the and the police outfit, man, you couldn't beat it. That that was that was eighties wrestling. 
You know, and, and uh, real quickly too. Now that me and you actually have the opportunity to talk to each other, he was because uh, we we couldn't because of the, the phones <laughs> all night. Uh, That's a good problem to have. Though. No, no, it is. Uh, you'd have to consider, even though they're not like big, big, big men, but they are. Uh, the Road Warriors, they were, they were. I, I'd have to say they were considered big men. I mean, they weren't like, because you, you kept talking about height and weight, but as far as big men go, they were two big men as well. You know. Listen, the stature-wise, they don't they don't stand up to some of the taller guys. But when you're talking just big men, especially compared to the tag teams that they were facing, they were giants in the ring. They were by far some of the most muscular wrestlers that we saw at that point. And they just dominated the ring. They were just powerhouses, just running through people. So, yeah, you could definitely classify uh, the Road Warriors as being big men in the world of wrestling. How about, how about Hulk Hogan? We didn't, we didn't, no one, not one person said Hulk Hogan tonight. How about Hulk Hogan? I think, man, I think, you know, Hogan, I mean, he was 6'7". He was over 300 pounds. He's a big dude. But I think you hesitate to lump him into the big man category because for years he was up against opponents that were bigger than him in one way or another, whether it was Andre the Giant or King Very Kong true. Bundy, you know, and so – not that it was a size disadvantage because Hogan had the 24-inch pythons. He was he was stronger than all get out, but he was always matched up against a bigger, badder opponent to make you think he was going to lose. And so I think that's what holds him back from being a big man. Yeah, that's a great, great point, Jay. That's a great, great point. And, hey, man, we can keep talking about this topic all night, I can tell. If we, me and you start talking wrestling, I'm not going to wake up for work tomorrow. <laughs> and neither are I you. Hear, I hear uh, that. <laughs> um, let, let, let's let's leave it off here for now, and then next week we'll be back with another episode of uh, 80s Wrestling Radio. Um, I'm sure that we're going to have a guest. I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. As always, follow us on Instagram at 80s Wrestling to find out who it's going to be or who what the topic's going to be. But I kind of like this. Uh, I kind of like doing this where you have a topic and then you just have callers call in, but we'll see what happens next week. And until then, have a great night, and we'll see you next week right here on 80s Wrestling Radio. Um.